1: Okay, welcome back everybody. This is episode 59 and episode 58 seems like it was
0: too long eons ago. ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't me.
1: It was it was myself, my four children. There was a COVID quarantine I had to do somewhere in all this mess working from home.
0: Are you sure it wasn't tuberculosis?
1: Pretty sure my 4-year-old had COVID and so yeah, we well, um
0: And then I entered this space program. Probably threw things off. Sorry.
1: Maybe you had COVID <laughs> dementia. Is that a thing? It probably will be someday. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I should I should take a patent down on that title right now. Mm. COVID dementia.
0: I'm flying rockets for Elon Musk. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's not true. No, either.
1: not even kind of true. But anyway, so major apologies. The last one we you know, had was February 12th, and it was on Lyrica,
0: Well, we, got a, we have a couple ready, so we're just going to start piling them out now.
1: We are. Apologies. So that was our safe drugs number 11. We're going to kind of deviate for a bit. We will eventually come back to the safe drugs thing, but we have a couple of fun ones that are coming up in just a couple days, this coming Tuesday, June 1st. And Saratonin. then next week, yes, the 8th, we are going to do GHB. So gamma hydroxy. Butylate, something yeah, but yeah, like G H B the date rape drug, so why yeah, but, not? Don't do you, mind you, we're all um we're actually taping this at my that? cabin on Fish Trump Lake, and the windows are open and there's a majorly loud train going by.
0: When I used to hitchhike down this road in college, that train would sometimes disrupt me. It's true. <laughs> it's true.
1: Okay, so uh we are gonna affectionately call this Doctors update what we actually do.
0: Yeah, so a lot's changed, and I don't know if people really understand what we do. Hold on. Yeah, you know, so we have now switched over to doing, well, it's not full-time correctional care.
1: No, I mean between the two of us.
0: (laughs) Between the two of us, it's a full-time correctional care doctor. But not,
1: we're not really... It's complicated because, you know, I don't know if anybody realizes correct what correctional care actually means because I didn't know what it meant. So we work for Mend Correctional Care, yeah, and so we supervise providers who work in the jails, meaning healthcare providers, nurse practitioners, PAs. And uh, a lot of fun people. A lot of fun people, and we get to occasionally go be the jail doctor for the day too. And oh my gosh, it's so fun, but. If you're not aware, like jails are run by nursing, the medical stuff. And these are amazing nurses. It it reminds me a lot of um dang, there was something else I had a comparison of.
0: And and I'm the one with dementia. Mm-hmm. Well
1: where nursing like literally runs the
0: world. And I think the beauty of correctional care, it's really where I mean, addiction is and mental health is really what we see all day. It's just, it's right down our alley.
1: It is, I gave a lecture at, you know, where Kurt is the medical director at Augsburg PA School. There, I did a shout out. Hi, Vanessa. Um, totally on OB stuff the other day, but one of the students, because we had done our addiction lecture or addiction series with the Augsburg PA School, and one of them asked me, like, wait a minute, you're giving this talk on OB, we knew you were a family doc and did this, but how did you go from wanting to go into medical school doing infertility or high-risk OB care to addiction and jail medicine? And that's a great question. Well, But there's something about this population, like you mentioned, and it's not even just the addiction. It's not just the mental health. It's this whole population nobody likes. Like when I did family medicine, it was always about, I always loved adolescents. <laughs> Which is the population everybody's afraid of? I don't know, like well, a challenge.
0: Yeah, and I think that unfortunately this is a group of patients that often, um, I think, don't get the care they should. And I think that it falls right in line with our addiction clinic uh, that graciously our boss helped us get going. So,
1: so anybody needs an addiction clinic, we are the only ones north of the Twin Cities.
0: Yeah. So mend
1: recovery services. We can we can advertise we can on our that. own podcast. Yeah,
0: so so that's just getting ramped up, and then we're doing other things. We're still doing all of our grant work, so we yeah. have lots of different things. Our community um, program that we uh, basically kind of cloned what we had done in Little Falls with opioid prescribing and MAT and twelve communities is actually kind of getting a reboot after COVID, so that's starting soon.
1: Yeah, very excited. Um, I think, <laughs> and the Echo. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to the community thing in a second, but our Echo, you know, we. St- Launched our Echo in January 6th of 2018 with the first Echo in Minnesota. (laughs) Mind all the noise. I'm sorry. And if kids come in, I apologize. Um, But we started it back then, first Echo in Minnesota. And we started it, obviously, talking about prescribing. But now we've kind of gone to just uh, whatever anybody wants, we throw out there. And we have Wilson Compton, Deputy Director of... NIDA coming back, coming up, and this coming week is the intersection of ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences, and Substance Use disorder. So we're still doing all the things.
0: And of course, if you want to get linked up with our Echo, you can uh, reach out to Katie Stangle, that's K-A-T.
1: No, it's K-Stangle, S-T-A-N-G-L, at mendcare.com. That's what I was going to say, except I spelled her whole first
0: name. dot ecom Or you can reach out to us at, at MEND Recovery Services or MEND. But yeah, that's one of the other things we're doing. We have a lot of other projects kind of in the works. It looks like we may be doing some M-A-T in jails.
1: Well, that's what I wanted to talk about with these communities you mentioned and how we're kind of rebooting those. But a lot of them, it's so super awesome that a lot of them overlap all of our MEND facilities, we have uh, we have 38-ish facilities, jails, workhouses, juvenile detention centers in the state of Minnesota. And if you look at my blue-colored pencil, color-coded state of Minnesota with the MEND facilities, so many of them overlap with all the f- communities we've been mentoring. Yeah.
0: So there may be things coming with new grants, and we can't quite talk about it, but it's happened. And uh, should be out soon with some yeah. of the jail things we're going to be doing. And I think that's one of the things that until we coordinate, people started on MAT and, uh county jails and uh, that whole coordination with their local clinics and MAT providers, we're going to continue to have people fall through the cracks. So I think we're both pretty focused on that.
1: So... With that, you know, there's still been a lot of, I mean, our, our daily struggle for five years now dealing with patients with substance use disorders is always that perception of patients with substance use disorders. How, Kurt, have you noticed just kind of in changing facilities, changing, total changing jobs, now having an addiction clinic, but doing some primary care as well as being into corrections, have you noticed the big shift in mentality between like clinic, hey, we're going to bring patients with substance use disorder into our primary care clinic and now bringing it into jails? Like what What has kind of been your perception of this transition?
0: Uh, it couldn't seem more natural. Um, I had this conversation with our boss, Todd, Dr. Todd, and I just said, you know, this. I think we're in the right place. This is exactly where we should be. Uh, this is a group of patients that, Really need uh, to be focused on, and I think we're we're doing a good job. And Todd has always done a good job. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just bringing that whole MAT to the jails now, and it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be great.
1: So, in case people don't realize this, you know, this isn't a an easy thing to do MAT in a jail. And people who don't really know, it was I think 2016 or 17. We were, you know, Morrison County tiny little county in Minnesota who is one of the men Dr. Todd jails. And we were definitely not working for Dr. Todd then. But we convinced this man to let us do MAT in his jail, which meant he was doing MAT in his jail with our patients. And this was taking a leap, especially back then. I mean, nobody was doing this anywhere. And shout out to Morrison County's jail and Nurse Audrey because she's been there from day one. But it is... I remember days literally calling Dr. Todd, yelling at him for how he was like changing things I had done in my clinic. But I think I always like to say being on the inside, which is kind of a double entendre with working in jails. It is so different how you do MAT in the jail. So maybe tell people what you realized is different from doing MAT in a clinic to now you're in the jail and you're like, oh, this is why they did that.
0: Yeah, and I think that so much of in the clinic, in the jails, is that things have to be simple. Uh, the timing, uh, the med passes, uh, the diversion. There's just so many things that can go on that I, I think uh, Dr. Bell and myself didn't think about like Todd thought about. No. And uh, so I think it's been uh, a real learning experience, and I think we've we've kind of figured out uh, some of the things that he talked to us about initially, why things are done a certain way. and uh, And it's all working out. It's It's been great.
1: Yeah. So if you're in a community facility doing MAT and your patients go into the jail and you get super duper frustrated that things are changed, I promise you there is a reason and it's a good reason, although I never believed it until a few months ago. But be patient, be kind. Um, the jails really do care about people and they are learning. I think... My favorite thing now is to look back to where we were when we first started doing this in Morrison County and to hear kind of the stipulations to be able to stay on MAT if you came into our jail. Like, you could not have anything else in your urine and X, Y, Z. Yeah, How that mentality has changed, Yeah, I think.
0: Uh, But it's hard. You know, I think just like uh, in the jails and in the communities, there's stigma everywhere and we just got to keep working. We keep working to kind of make people understand addiction is a disease. So it's real important to, boy, this is the real important thing. This is the most unfunny um, podcast we've ever done.
1: No, but it's like, (laughs) stop.
0: (laughs) Kurt's idea of funny. I'm not trying to be
1: super funny and make fun of you. I just think this is, I think this is a, I've started to listen to more podcasts. And sometimes just the conversation about what we do and what's the difference is, is huge. Especially, I'm just still blown away by the differences in how we did community addiction and how we do community addiction. Cause we still do it versus how you do it in the jails. Like we made two totally different protocols for inductions. Yeah. You know, and I got a call from a jail today with a pregnant lady in her 20 ish weeks. We don't know exactly who's got a urine that lights up for everything. And she's starting to withdraw. So the nurse was like, I'm glad you answered your phone because you're the one I'm supposed to call. And, The fact that she was so open with me on the phone and she's like, how do I help her? There was none of the anxiety. There was none of the judgment. There was nothing except, I'm worried about this patient. I'm worried about her baby. I'm worried about all these things. Like, let me help her. It was so great to hear. But how I have to help do this induction in this random jail on a Sunday and Memorial Day weekend is very different than anywhere else in society.
0: Point taken. I mean, seriously? No, I'm serious.
1: I mean, isn't... Come on, get excited with me because... (laughs) I am. This is my excited face. (laughs) Uh, Did you get Botox yesterday or what? (laughs) Anyway, I'm way late on mine. But anyway, it was just so great to, I don't know, see people's perceptions change and see stigma not be there and see people get as excited about patients as I get.
0: There you go, everyone. Jeez. Dr. Heather Bell. Any bears major her soul. oh
1: my God besides saying this is not funny and you're totally not entertained me by me right now. any major things that have stuck out to you in this transition?
0: Major things that have stuck out to me. Uh, I think a lot more about every little thing I do with buprenorphine in the jails. Uh, as far as dosing as, and of course with fentanyl, we've had a lot of pregnancy. And there's timing issues in jails that are different with med passes, and so you really have to think about it. Well, it's, not only in timing. the clinic, when the clinic, when it was all heroin, six, eight, ten months ago, it was just way different. And now we're in the jails, and it's fentanyl, fentanyl, and it's uh, and it's a different system. So it is. Uh, it's been a real learning curve. I think. I think it's been fun.
1: Not only the timing, but I think my bigger frustration than the timing is. Telling this this nurse, like, okay, I need I need buprenorphine. We need to give it to her now. Okay, well, first I need to call the pharmacy and then we need to get it ordered and then it will be here in like three hours. Yeah. Like med delivery and having to.
0: It's the planning ahead. It's the
1: planning ahead. And I mm-hmm. actually had a different call from a different. I'm on call right now. This is why I've gotten all these calls from jails this weekend. But this guy who drinks like 30 to 40 cans of beer a day. Law. I mean, he owns it, so who knows what he's actually doing? But either way, he's in the jail. He's got
0: no history ahead. of
1: seizures, but it's like, what do you want me to do with him? Like, you have to plan ahead because you have to take in consideration how big is this jail? Where's their pharmacy? Can they get meds? It's Sunday. Tomorrow's a holiday. Yeah, it's it
0: was, it's it's different than the hospital because if somebody comes into the hospital with that story, they're right with the nurses and the doctors all the time. And there's an and IV, a, in the and there's jail, an
1: EKG, like there's yep. a telly.
0: In county jails, unfortunately, many of them have no nurses overnight, and we have correctional officers trying to help us make determinations, and that's just the way and it is. And they're not
1: medical, yep. Yep. and they might be on a camera cell, but, I mean, it's not 24-7 yep. ICU camera cell.
0: Yep. Is that the right way? I don't know, but that's the way it works.
1: It is the way it works, So, and I, I think... For anybody who's out there and questions this, it's the care that is given in a jail is astronomically awesome because I think think when I was like way early in my career, you know, a decade ago, I'm like, what? There's people who do medicine in jails? Like what? Like that's a jail. But the amount that goes into that, I think the people who work in jails are super special.
0: Yep. Yep. They, you've gotta you've gotta enjoy <laughs> Yep. Yep, you've gotta yep. you know you've gotta enjoy that kind of work. And it is uh it is a little more complicated, but we have a nice crew. So it's been it's been fun. I think we gotta end this one before you keep talking.
1: But it's just something super exciting. So anyway, we're gonna let you go with that apparently. Well,
0: this was me excited. You could just see it. Oh my
1: gosh, you guys. Um yeah, so we have a couple weeks that we're actually going to put out the next podcast on June 1st, serotonin syndrome, then June 8th again, GHB. Um, hopefully in the next couple weeks, we'll be able to talk about some more exciting things coming down the pipeline for us.
0: Yeah, there's a couple things. Just a couple. Can't talk about.
1: Nope. Um, yeah, so, with that, we'll let Battle legs take over.
0: Yes, and Tuesday, serotonin syndrome. I literally just said that. I know, that. but I want to make sure people heard it. <laughs> Should fall for race with God Where no talks can really be. If I'm buried neath the sod Where the angels won't receive me Let me go, boys Let me go, boys Let me go down in the mud Where the rivers all run dry This land was always ours It was the proud land of our fathers It belongs to us and them Not to any of the others Let them go Over the rivers all run dry see you, where no murder ghost can haunt me, if I wreck upon the waves, no corpse can lie upon me, it's coming up threes, boys, boys, coming up threes, boys, let them go down in the mud, where the rivers all run dry, I should fall in grace with God, where no dogs can relieve me, if I'm buried beneath the side, where the angels won't receive me, let me go, boys, let me let go down in the mud and the river's all run dry. know this on Friday face, face melt, melt Friday. Friday. Friday good to see you